0: Welcome to another episode of Idea Pro. I'm here with a great group of friends um, that we met a while back in uh, at a previous employer. There's Brittany, there's Kim, and there's Christina. We used to work on a whole bunch of different projects as it relates to agile thinking and uh, just some new ways of working within uh, the company. So. Today, we really wanted to address kind of a new topic, um, but before we get there, I just want to have a few moments to highlight the team that we're talking with today and kind of introduce themselves, what they're about, what they do on the weekends, you know, thinking favorite things they like to eat, whatever they like to say. So I'm going to start off with Brittany. You can go first and let everybody know who you are.
1: All right. Hey, Mike. Hey, everyone. I'm Britt. I am currently a strategist working in corporate communications, so I am helping people in finance figure out how to communicate meaningfully. Um, Prior to that, I was in digital and I worked in production, so really a lot with creative and bringing it to life um, online. Personally, I'm a big fan of adventure. Um, I've traveled and lived around the world um, for 11 years before coming back to the U.S. um, three years ago. Spend a lot of time with my dog, out in the water, kayaking, just taking full advantage of being back in Florida. That's salt life. Um, I'll pass it over to Kim.
2: (laughs) Is it my turn?
0: Yeah, go ahead, Kim. What you got?
2: Awesome, Um, Britt. Love to know, like, love to hear what you're doing. I actually didn't know that. Um, Yeah,
0: I didn't know that you were 11 years
2: outside of the US. I didn't know it was that long. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Decade plus. (laughs) Worldly woman. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, my name is Kim Linton, and I am the owner of One Light. Sharing leadership and facilitation. So I told Mike, you and I, we are in good company with the light bulb logo situation. Um, let me know when you're ready to get you. I'm down whenever. Um, <laughs> I think we just find value in like um, the light that like that lights us up. Um, that's really where the inspiration came from for me. And uh, so it's a combination, my company is a combination of agility and um, daring leadership and how to be a courageous leader and build courageous cultures um, with the inspiration of my favorite Dr. Brené Brown. And also um, when I'm not working, I enjoy ice hockey. I'm a big fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, in my past time when it's not COVID, I like to go ice skating and play hockey. So that's me.
0: Wonderful. Christina, what you got?
2: Uh,
3: hello, everyone. So I'm Christina. Um, I am, I have a list of things I am dog rescuer, also a, tra- a traveler, uh, baker, meditator, hacker. <laughs> <laughs> I got this off my, uh, online profile, by the way, and <laughs> seeker of world peace, <laughs> nice. uh, falling behind on the world peace part these days, mm. but anyways, um, by day I'm a corporate coach and, uh, I just want to state for the record that nothing that is said here represents my employer in any way. Um, I'm a little quirky. Um, I'll deep dive into strange topics, um, like climbing Mount Everest, even though I have absolutely no plans on doing that. It's just fascinating. So I'm always interested in stuff that I don't understand. so that's one of them. Um, Just saying. Um, I I enjoy helping um, people sort of find their real potential and, and sort of how to apply it to have a really good life. So I'm always observing people and trying to see kind of what what makes them special and then i share it with them because a lot of us don't know that so i really get a lot of joy out of that so my job is uh very fulfilling in that way um and i love this group i'm so happy to be here this is uh, one of my favorite groupings of people (laughs) so very excited
0: (laughs) wonderful glad you're here i mean you and i have that same wanting to learn about things that I, you know, don't really ever want to partake in. Um, I used to have a a thing where I used to watch like Locked Up and Locked Up Abroad like all the time. Like prison shows about wondering like how people operate in prison. No desire to go to prison. Don't plan on it at any point in my life, but I was like, I want to know like how do you knock somebody out with a battery and a sock?
3: Uh, yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. I, I'll deep dive into like dying and stuff like that. Like I mm-hmm. spent like months just learning about death. Um, no, I'm very positive. I, you know, want to live to be 200. But at the end of the day, I wanted to understand whatever I couldn't. But you know, I can't yeah, just, death, right. Really no one's come back to tell us about it. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> a good question. We gotta figure that one out. Okay, so. <clears throat> Thanks for the introduction guys. Um, as far as the topic and and theme for, for today, I, I talked with the ladies here and we came. So that topic was, we often compare ourselves to our ideal versions of ourselves, right? So putting what we think the best thing that we can do up on a pedestal, and then trying to achieve it, and then comparing ourselves to that. So I propose like, how can we better become more content with our lives while still having ambition to be better? And it's one that I've kind of personally been, you know, looking at over the past, I'd say like two, three years. And it's because, I'm not going to say, like, I wasn't in a dark place, but I'd say, you know, in my career was a little bit of a rut, a little bit of a lull, right? And so I always felt at the age that I was, which was, I guess you could probably say maybe 30, 31, that I should have done more things. I should have been more places. I should have, you know, ticked off more things off of my bucket list. And I'm like, okay, well given the circumstances, you know, there's always two part, two sides to every story, right? So there's a part of me that said, yes, you probably should have done that. You should have, you know, kind of taken life by the horns and gotten things. And there's another part of me that says, okay, could you have actually legitimately done those things, you know, without really hurting your future? Um, so some of those things were, I wanted to go to school over abroad. I wanted to, to, um, you know i actually did own a business never sold anything throughout throughout it um but i wanted to make music i wanted to be a sound engineer when i when i went to college um, i had all these aspirations i mean even till now i have uh, a word document that has almost every business idea that i've had in and it. it's probably you know seven eight pages long with paragraphs of stuff and I called my buddy who's a a big thinker and you know we came up with a lot of ideas together and i I just came to the realization i was like the probability that i'm going to be able to act on any one of these is going to be very slim right so why don't i just give away this stuff for free and then by doing that idea probably was partially started but um it kind of ended up freeing myself of some of the expectations that i thought i needed to validate myself and in time i'm still working through it but i've come to a better balance right so i want to get you guys' take you know on how this kind of works the dynamic you know and as far as a professional career because i still have ambitions of things to do but i don't want to weigh them down you know or weigh myself down by saying i have to get them and i'm a failure if i don't I know it's <laughs> deep and hard, but um, I guess that's why I want to bring it up with you guys, because I, I figured you guys are yeah. very lively and open and had a vast array of experiences in a lot of different places. So I'll chime in wherever you wherever you got a, a story or a thought on it.
2: It's so relatable, though. Like you say, it's heavy and tough, but it is so relatable, and I I have to think that every like each of us, I know myself personally, have felt that way at some point. And I would assume anyone listening feels that way too. So I just want to put that out there before we dive deep, but it's very human and very relatable.
1: Plus one, Um, one thought I had this week. So I had an exercise with my team where we talked about our enneagrams and I took the test and I'm skeptical of those kind of things Um, and the number that I was, I was surprised by because I definitely don't perceive myself as outgoing or like super enthusiastic and my team seemed shocked that I didn't see myself that way. Like they were like, obviously you are, look at all of these reasons why we see you that way. And there's just such a disconnect by the way that I perceive myself. And the way that others perceive me and so I've been thinking about perception a lot this week and then last night I stumbled onto this ted talk called the art of being yourself by uh, Caroline McHugh and she was talking about um, this true mirror sorry true mirror analogy so when you line up two mirrors at the right angle they become seamless and you can actually see yourself in the mirror the other the way that others see you and she said the first time that she did it, it was super disorienting because she's never truly seen herself. And it went on to talk about um, really our perception versus the way that others perceive us. and we're all born into the world complete. and at some point in our life. Like after childhood, we start to benchmark ourselves and to fall into this kind of group think and these patterns of behavior. But we're all born complete as our true selves and we're almost conditioned to not be and she said we lose it in our adult lives and then we find it again when we become old and we don't give a shit. and so i just yeah. thought it was such an interesting yeah. talk like we're born with it and we die with it but like the heart of it like the meat of our life we're lost and we're questioning who we are and um how we should be perceived and where we fall and i just thought it was such an interesting topic and it related to what we're going to talk about tonight.
3: So I just want to throw that out. Yeah.
0: It's
3: so cool. You know, it's funny. I, I'm probably, I'm a little older than you guys and I'm at the, I don't give a shit phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, I think we, um, what we tell ourselves is not what people see, right? So I was talking to a lady earlier this week and she was talking about how shy she used to be and she didn't have any confidence. And I was very shy and I didn't have a lot of confidence. And now I would bet nobody could even think that when they talked to me. Um, but I went through a transformation myself where like for a while I kind of wanted to fit in and you know, to this vision of myself. And then I reached a point where I was like, you know, I want to live aligned with my values. And I figured out what those were. And then it was like, take it or leave it. Um, and I don't know if it's an age thing, right? And I think some people probably get there a little earlier, <laughs> but yeah, but truly, I, th- I think you do go through that cycle where you get to a point where you're like, this is me. And, you know, take it, you know, we take what this is, what she is, what you get, basically. So it's really interesting, Brittany, that, um, she talked about, you know, uh, going through that sort of cycle in life.
0: Well, I think the interesting, the interesting thing that too is that- To to Brittany's point, as far as the ramp and and flow of the life, you know, it's I don't want to say you have to, but I feel like in the in the so such an early part of your life, you're talking about adolescence, and you start to in your 20s and 30s, and it feels like it in order to get some things done, if you want to progress, and please correct me if I'm wrong on on this or your view is different, it's almost like you have to. And I'm saying impress, but you have to compromise more than you should in different aspects of life in order to get the things that you kind of want to do, right? So you know I'm thinking, uh, roommates in college or uh, significant others that you that you might, you know, of course, the dating scene, um, when you go in for a job interview, you know you can't get your your perfect one. And oftentimes if you say the things that are actually full blown on your mind, it's probably not going to get a greatest of reaction. And then all of a sudden that reputation is going to precede you. Right. And you go into the next position, the next position and whatever. Now, do I think that's wholeheartedly the case? No, I think you pick and choose, but like, where's the defining line? Is it just the, the values like you're talking about, Christina, where you just have to say, Hey, these, this is who I am okay with being. And if I'm outside of that, then you know, maybe I'm rude. If I'm inside of that and you just happen to not like it, that's fine, I'm not responsible for how you take what I say.
3: I think, yeah, I actually think that there's a good point to that, right? You do have to acclimate a little bit, right? So I, I can only say this because I'm in a certain point in my career, right? So like, I can I can say things or I can make decisions because I'm comfortable where I'm at. But you're right, I think, you know, you have to, I they call it sort of acclimating to corporate and things like that. You know, how everybody else you know, functions yeah. and works and how we see each other, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. You, if, you know, nobody's. If you're a rebel and you're someone who gets in trouble all the time, you're gonna get fired all the time, or you're not gonna fit in, and things like that. So, you know, um, I, I, yeah, I think you do have to acclimate a little bit to get to where you need to go, and then once you're there, you're like, well,
2: you know, I
0: can do what I. I can be me. <laughs> yeah, screw it. Like I'm, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go
2: for it. Yeah, I have yeah. to chime <laughs> in. Christina knows. I have to chime in here because she's sort of scene my journey. Christina, um, you know, for y'all who yes. don't know, Christina was my boss for a while in um, a previous life. And a great boss, by the way. And um, I consider myself somewhat of a rebel <laughs> uh, in many ways. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, and and I, I sort of, I, I will respectfully uh, challenge the idea that we have to make, um, like, have to be a different version of ourselves to get where we want to go. I do definitely feel that as we navigate to figure out who we are, we, we we make compromises and we go different directions and, you know, cut left and right because we're, we're still trying to figure that out. but. Once you do, um, I think I know personally. Personally, myself, I have presented things or challenged um, others who maybe were higher level than me, or uh, maybe it wasn't the you know it wasn't it was maybe ruffling feathers or going against the grain, all those type of uh, analogies or um, <laughs> things that you know maybe people are fearful or you say you shouldn't do. Um, and I have, I have fallen on my face doing those things, but then I've also learned from those things. And I've learned that really my point is being leading with curiosity as opposed to uh, like aggressiveness has gotten me really far. So I, I have found that I've been able to be more of my authentic self and get away with it, quote unquote, um, by being curious. And coming from an authentic place, and so if um, now Christina, I don't, I didn't challenge you very often because I think we often saw eye to eye. But for example, in this situation, we'll say you, you know, you asked me to do something, and I disagreed. I, I, think my style would be to come to you and just say, um, you know, Christina, I'm not, I'm not sure I understand why. Can you explain to me more about why we we're doing this this way? Because I think blah blah blah. Um, whereas more traditionally, I think to feel safe and secure and you're not going to fire me, I would just either go off and do it or just keep my mouth shut. Um, and yeah, so I think that's really been my approach and that's helped me a lot. And very, very, very rarely has that, um, ended in a negative, uh, outcome for me in my career and personal life.
1: Can we go back to one of the things you both mentioned? Um, Just kind of that concept of compromise and the delicate balance between compromising to get far enough ahead that you can have freedom and the balance between going too far and getting sucked up the corporate ladder. Like, (laughs) let's talk about that balance because I'm struggling with it now. I want to find it. I don't want to get sucked up a corporate ladder but I also know I need to get this experience behind me. And some days I struggle with that.
0: Is it finding that experience, like you don't want to be in the corporate environment and you're just trying to find a way to not, I guess to, to not just go through the motions? Is, is that right? Or am I off on a different kind of path?
1: Sometimes I worry that much conformity will kill my creativity and i can feel Mm -hmm. it and so i'm always very conscious of that and i don't want to be a starving artist for sure but you know like (laughs) i also know that's a special part of myself and i don't want to lose it and i don't want to um kind of squash it to fit this like tidy little mold that they want me to be and i think that's how most people advance but I'm just trying to find the balance where like, I keep my job, I do my own shit, um, I have respect from my peers, and I don't have to conform. I can contribute in a meaningful way without conforming.
0: Does
1: that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. that's deep because I think there's a, I think you're not the only one in that boat. I think there's a lot of people that are extremely creative, um, not just in the creative field, but even in fields that might, that you might not think are creative, for example, you know, like finance or, or um, legal or something like that, in which they just have the mantra like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the rat race per se, but I know this is something that I need in order to you know, pay my bills, you know, make sure I put food on my table. Um, But they're just like let me do my job the way i want to do my job if i'm out of line or it doesn't mesh with how we want it done let's have a conversation to see if we can find a middle point but other than that like leave me alone i don't know it's just like leave me alone and uh, give me a little space (laughs) yeah just give me a little space like let me breathe and i think one of the Best things that I've heard in regards to was I think um, plenty of you have probably heard it. Um, the Steve Jobs quote is like, "We hire people for what they bring to the table, not what we tell them to do." You know, and I think that's often lost sight is because I think a lot of maybe superiors and upper level management don't necessarily want to give up that freedom to their employees because I think they feel like it's just gonna be chaos. It's gonna be willy-nilly yeah. and they don't know yeah. what they're gonna get. And then they have to account for it because it's their team. Yeah.
3: Britt, I feel like if um, you always have your eye on that, you can, you, you're better balanced, right? There are a lot of people who kind of give up and it's like, all right, I'm just gonna kind of go with, <laughs> go with the flow here. Uh, not being fired is a big deal for a lot of people. Like i you know, mm-hmm. I, I work with teams all the time and it's like, that aspect of, you know, having to support the family, um, not knowing what's going to happen if you lose your job is a huge deal for people and they don't, they'll conform to everything, you know? So I think the fact that you have sort of your finger on it all the time and you're kind of making a decision to balance that all the time will keep you from becoming sort of that robot, (laughs) you know, um, empty robot that I know that we're all afraid of, so. Yeah, I think I think the fact that that's something you think about is important because a lot of people have just given up, you know, um, you know, the world is changing. And I think with millennials moving into the workplace, uh, a lot of people are going to have to change the way they work. Um, And we're just clashing, you know, the old old school kind of way is clashing with the new school kind of way. And um, it's an interesting time. But. Kind of like government, we're holding on to sort of the last <laughs> remaining pieces.
0: The uh, last rock. You know. uh,
3: yeah, yeah, and so I think the world of work will change, but um, I think the fact that you your eye is still on there, and you're going to make decisions on that, and then you'll make a choice at some point, you know. Um, so I think you're, you're going, you have the right mindset, right? Like how do I stay creative? How do I keep doing the things that I, where I can contribute? I think that's so important
0: yeah i i think to to I, I gotta echo christina on that one i think that one's good I, I heard another quote i don't even remember who said it but somebody said the salary that they pay you is the cost of you giving up on your dreams and i was like, Ooh. I was like oh i was like oh i was like that makes me uncomfortable and then i started really thinking i'm like okay you know when i'm 11, 12 like what are, what are my dreams like what do I want to get into what do I want to quote-unquote be when I'm when I'm older even though that's a terrible notion you know nowadays and you know it, it really turned everything on its head and I'm like I I don't want to give up on stuff like that. And honestly, to, to be completely honest, like this is how like Idea Prop started because I knew, in the position that I'm in, the probability that I was going to be able to get to the stuff that I want to get to is slim to none. And so I said, all right, well I'm going to have to convert some other avenue. So I started my greenhouse project, and I was like, okay, let me facilitate those mental energy towards there. And then of so course COVID hit, and all the rest yeah. of that. What's that?
2: So cool, by the way. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, and then so it was a greenhouse, and then COVID hit, and then Q4 hit, and it was just like, okay, that kind of you know, I don't want to say failed, but there was learnings in there for sure. And then so I created this and I was like, hey, I have control, this is my creative outlet. Like I can drive in any different direction than I want. You know, I can I can create topics on anything that I want, you know, and and have fun with it along the way while building experience to get to something that I really like to do. And so I've been using the kind of quote unquote side hustle to say, hey, listen, like, let's test that out. So maybe if in your, you know, experiences, Britt is to, try and find some things that you could convert into a place that you like and then hopefully one of those things eventually may hit and then you won't you'll be able to do what you love all the time now i'm sure it's easier said than done but i think that's the fun of it yeah
2: yeah i kind of want to talk a little bit more oh sorry christina you want to finish. I'm, I'm transitioning. So if you want to finish
3: okay, I Yeah. I just want to touch on Mike, by the way. So, okay. you know, I, I worked with Mike and then, um, we connected, you know, via LinkedIn and I saw his profile and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> I was like, where is all this coming from? Um, it was awesome. I, I, I did, had no idea, you know, we just kind of every now and then touch base <laughs> for something or other at the beginning. And I was just fascinated by what you wrote <laughs> well like everything you wrote um, so I just wanted to touch on that because I, I, I just love that this is where this is going thank you
2: oh yeah I well so you've mentioned this a couple times uh, being younger like your 12 year old self and sort of the idea of your dreams and how that evolves into being an adult and I it, it really is coming to mind for me because I'm mentoring a 12 year old right now Um, He happens to be my neighbor and he's just, his parents are divorced, he's a really sweet kid um, and he comes over a lot and we started playing video games. Like that's how we started hanging out and and it turned into, you know, like he maybe had a situation at school or he wants to ask about girls or, you know, like smoking or, you know, like those type of things (laughs) that maybe he's afraid to ask his parents about. and, and I find myself, when you kept bringing up the idea of our dreams and get careers and things, I keep finding myself telling him. The one thing that I wish I could tell myself when I was a kid was that we keep looking at adults like they have all the answers. But now that I'm an adult, I realize that nobody does have the answers. So I wish that as a kid I knew that so that I could start making my own answers. Or at least like know there aren't always correct answers to everything because I I think personally I was brought up to believe like everything fits in a box just so and um, and when it doesn't it's scary and then there's fear and then you want to retreat to a place of safety and then for me that that I think hindered and slowed down my progress into becoming the person I am now which thankfully and gratefully I got here but I think it could have happened sooner um, if I you know, kind of had those tools earlier um, when I was a kid, but I never had a mentor or anyone to tell
0: me those ty- type of things. Uh, that's re- it's really fascinating because I know, um, I guess i missed Mr. Quote today, but there's a, another one that I heard at some point, and it was, you know, a, like you said, adults. You look up to adults like they figured it out, but then like when you hit. I don't know, the 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever the case may be. It's like do you really have it figured out? Like do you really have any idea no, okay, you're more experiences you've had, you know, more experiences in your life, but can you really say you know how everything is supposed to go? No. Like, I mean, there's part of me that's absolutely crazy because, you know, as you guys know, like, and I've said on other shows before, like, i got a little seven month old, right? Like, she's going to grow up and it, it wasn't until, uh, I'm not gonna say even until, like, I still don't have life figured out. You know what I mean? I don't have anywhere close to, there's some experiences I've never had. And then all of a sudden she's gonna be like, hey, daddy, what about da-da-da? And I'm gonna look at her and be like, uh, you know and part of that terrifies me but at the same time i think i'm equipped with the tools to be completely honest and tell her be like hey listen you know what daddy doesn't know so how about we go research we figure this out together you know and i think that's super helpful but you know to to change the frame and the dynamic for people to realize that they don't have it all figured out is i think a monumental task that i don't think a lot of people are I don't say equipped with, I think they are, but I don't think they realize it, how beneficial it is for them to do it.
2: Do you mean for people to admit to them or to like have the awareness um, to themselves that they don't have it figured out or be aware that other people don't have it figured out?
0: I think both, oh,
2: okay. I think
0: both. I think one for sure is to have, to have that internal awareness to yourself to say, hey, listen, I, I, I don't know. You know and then to look at others and be like you know sometimes just by the way that they speak or the vernacular or maybe your perceived intelligence of them you may think that they haven't figured out they might not you know yeah, and and to I, realize I mean, that you have to almost nobody does <laughs> yeah like to, and to admit that like nobody, nobody. does yes. but that's, you have to but kind of take it back
2: condition like that's what's beautiful about this is i know that when i'm having a really shitty day like I know that we have all had those days and that's just part of what makes us humans. And But we've also had like, really, really great days too. And and I think, um, yeah, and so the awareness piece though, Mike, what you say, that's really interesting because I hadn't considered that, that maybe some people just aren't willing to, to go there.
0: Yeah, I think that some people just aren't willing to go there, they're not ready. They don't want to admit that they don't have it all figured out because I think from a societal point of view there's times in which it's not looked at the greatest, right? Like, you're supposed to have some things figured out at certain points of your life and if you don't, either you're stupid or whatever the case is, you know? um, You know, like, there's just some negativity and some stigma around certain I guess you could say milestones, right? So you look at the person who's you know, 45 years old and never been married. And a lot of people look at them and like, um, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? It's that kind of negativity and and it's not always the case. You just have to kind of take it at face value. I mean, I think in my, in my thing is just, you just have to kind of look at it and be like, eh, well, that's just their story. Their story doesn't have anything to do with me. And I don't have to perceive them as, you know, particular something or other. It's just what it is.
2: Right, and what I find ironic about that is that we all have our own stories, and they're all they're all up and down and bobbing and weaving everywhere. Um, yet we still like pass judgment on others. So, and then we don't, and then, but we don't like it when others do it to us. So it's just a really it's like we're all we all have these expectations or these like limits that are sort of invisible scripts, maybe for each other, yet we all are kind of of the same condition, which I find really interesting. It's one of the... I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think we innately crave those narratives though, like, because the world Mm -hmm. is too chaotic and scary without some (laughs) kind of narrative. It's just like, it's too much to comprehend. And so we put it in the context of the story and the story is often one that you know, it's our foundational story, it's our life story, but we also add and we choose which events are going to appear in that story as we tell it and we share that narrative with the people around us to help them understand who we are and kind of the lens that we're seeing the world through. So I think that it's a really curious question, like, how much of that narrative do we stick to and how much do we kind of let fall away? And Welcome that chaos and welcome the unknown, mm-hmm. and explore curiously and open your yourself to new perspectives and ideas. Um, but I think that's hard for a lot of people because it's scary. It's like, quite frankly, scary to not have all the answers and to see that maybe some of the assumptions that you made were incorrect or um, or they're hard to hear or painful. I like there's just so much unknown, and I think that because of all of that we go back to these narratives um
0: guardrails
1: like to keep us kind of like in the lane like you're not veering off you know
0: like well curious question on that is do you feel like that is a like defense mechanism for a lot of people is to just fall into that or is it more of a shortcut to kind of get to where they feel comfortable, or to get to things? Do you know what I mean? I think um, it's like, armor.
2: Oh, sorry, what? You think
0: it's armor? armor?
2: I think it's armor. I think it's. Um, I'm like Brene Browning by like wording right now, but she, Brene, and dearly, she calls um, when you armor up, it's like self protection mode. It's like when you put armor on yourself to self-protect, that's what it feels like to me when you when you say a narrative. Is that, am I on the right track for it? It can be. Um, I
1: think for some people, like well for all of us, it's just ingrained, like we're born into this kind of society and in the West, like we're born into this individualistic society where we have to create these individual narratives of our life. Um, but then I think some of us have the realization that like, There are things outside of this narrative. And then we're able to explore and be vulnerable and find like-minded people, but not everybody reaches that point. I know I have a lot of people around me who have not reached that point. They've never even really questioned it. Um, And I think that is what you're talking about, Kim. I don't know if that answer early. Yeah, My mind is kind of all over the place right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the narrative piece. I hadn't considered that, but I think that's really coming from like, I, the story I'm making up is that's coming from your like creative side. It's like, we need a narrative, we need a story. I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I feel like um, we try to control the narrative, right? So what we do is kind of, we, we talked about putting on masks, right? Everybody has their mask on, right? And we try to control the narrative um, but I think some of us realize that there's no controlling it, right? And and you perceive things from your perspective, right? Whatever that is. Um so so why why work so hard? But some people work very hard to control, you know, this image, even though a lot of times you can see right through it, right? Um yeah. so it's interesting because I, I just think we we seek to control things, but we really can't. You know, we can't really control how people see us, right? We, can't control our lives we can't control when we live or die right there's a lot of things out of our control but we work so hard to control things <laughs> yeah.
0: and so so we think that we think that we control things because we're seeking the approval from others or do you think that we're, we're seeking to control things to make ourselves feel good you know to into in, in, in like for example uh you know Make sure that we control the narrative so that way when we compare ourselves to our ideal selves We feel okay with it. Like we feel better about the situation
2: I think it's more like external seeking like if As long as I can control what's happening right now, then you can't judge me blame me or shame me because Because I have it all together But the moment that because I'm looking for your validation in this scenario, right like Mm -hmm. As, as opposed to, I think, we're, we're, also, we're kind of talking about an elevated sense of self and purpose where we're looking inward at ourselves. Like, how can I improve myself because I want to improve, not, um, as opposed to, you know, what are you guys thinking about me right now? And how can I control, to Christina's point, how can I control how you're perceiving me? Which is impossible. I think that brings up a curious point
1: about like affirmation. And I think that different people get affirmation in different ways. So like you can be self-affirming and you're kind of going inward and reassuring yourself that you're okay to the rest of the world. And then there's the external part where you're getting affirmation from those around you. And you're trying to validate who you are and your story through that. So for me, I think I'm more self-affirming. Like, I'm always going inward and then I go out after. But I think it's interesting to hear the perspective of seeking outward affirmation first and
0: then going in. You brought up a really good point because I feel like for me, it's almost the same thing. Like, oftentimes when I feel not necessarily out of balance, but potentially I'll say taken advantage of or, or whatever I often go in you know quickly to myself okay what could I have I done better how could I have framed that better how could I have you know spoken things differently and I found that it's challenging for me because there's some times in which I'm conflicted with to Christina's point like my own values like the way that I approached that situation was exactly the way that I wanted it however it didn't pan out. The way that i thought it would does that does that lower my self i don't say self-esteem but my confidence my my whatever yeah. um it shouldn't but it, there's been times in which i feel like well wait a minute like i did everything that i was supposed to do like i was true to myself yeah. and it didn't it still didn't pan out and then i have to kind of check myself and say okay well i'm not the only one in this equation like there are completely other people with completely different stories and lives yeah and maybe it was just that's the way it went. Does that mean I'm not a strong person? Does it mean, what? like, what does that mean? And I don't know, it's just, it's been one of the things that I've played in my head over the past little bit to say, you know, and I, I don't know, I don't know
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting, cause I, I, I would bet most people, I, I think that's how we sort of end up in the lanes we're in, right? Cause we get pushed pushed and pushed even though you did try to do something that aligned with your values then you get pushed you know knocked into that lane and then you um you end up you know just kind of following rules that you kim's point that you don't really agree with half the time um but yeah i mean are we still whole if we did something with in accordance to our values but it wasn't the outcome wasn't what we expected right so that's that's a tough one but I, i I bet a lot of people are influenced by the outcome and then end up you know kind of staying <laughs> going yeah. you know staying in the box that was created right. for them you know
0: yeah. I know it's 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 been spot on for me personally because uh, for me there's not very many things that will like disrupt my internal peace like my internal yeah. like calmness there and so if something does, I'm like, okay, this, this is alarming for me, but a lot of the other things that other people care about, I just don't. But at what point does me not caring become being a pushover? You know, like at what point is, is it too much, you know, even, even if it's within my, my values and within like my authentic self, do I still need to step out of myself to push people back and to have boundaries? Or am am I comfortable with where I'm at and having people, quote-unquote, walk all over you? I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean,
2: I'm a really I have am really sorry that this um, isn't just, like, reminding me of if you're interested in hearing Mike um, and... Chris go for it. it. But it's something, like, just to what you said. Um, so, do you, any of y'all sell or buy on Facebook Marketplace? Yes. I know Christina mm-hmm. you do. Yes. Okay, so, okay, so um, my mom, she just is like downsizing our house in Georgia. She brought a bunch of stuff down from Georgia, and one of those things for me to sell, because she doesn't know anything about computers, she's like, just take it and sell it. So I got, one of those things was a TV. It was like a, you know, 40-inch kind of standard TV. Looked up online, it was around $200 to buy retail. So I put it on Facebook Marketplace, for $125 and someone within five minutes, actually five or 10 people, you know, messaged me and they wanted it. It's during quarantine, people are bored, maybe they want a TV, I don't know. So I had a couple of things in the listing. I'm very detail oriented. So I said, um, here's the price, here are the specs. There's no damages, no scratches. It still has the cords all wrapped up. My mom never used it. Um, Also, please meet me at this location. It's." Um, very central to where I live and it's also a public location so I feel safe delivering the item. Um, well, immediately this person who who messaged me first said, um, I'm interested, I'm ready, I've got the money, let's go. So I said, great, here's the address of that central location and they said, hmm, this is actually 20 minutes from my house, I, you know, that's just too far for me. Can you meet closer to, you know, this location? And at first I was like, you know, Mike, it's like pushing my boundaries a little bit. I was like, okay, I was clear about, you know, I wanted to do this, Mm -hmm. but okay, you know, fine. Like, I'm trying to get rid of this thing. Like, let's just give this person grace and fine. So I compromised, met them in the middle, um, at this other location. So once we met there, they approached me and they try to start haggling me down on the price after we'd already agreed, which is, you know, okay, I get it. That's no big deal. Well he tries to get me down to a hundred dollars and I said, No sir, we agreed on hundred and twenty-five dollars, that's the price, final final offer. You know, that my trunk is open, the TV's there, he can take it and hand me the money and go. He pulls out his wallet and has a bunch of fresh 20s from the ATM. Well, when you go to an ATM, you don't get five dollar bills, you just get twenties, right? Mm-hmm. So guess how much money he had. One sixty? One twenty. He had a hundred and twenty dollars. He never, yeah. He never brought the hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. So at this moment, I you know, I've got my mask on. I'm like my eyes are just piercing this dude. And I, You're like, give me I all said, your toll change immediately. <laughs> Add enough of I content. looked at him and I said, Are Where's
0: you serious? Where's
2: your Yeah, I'm like, Are you serious? And he looked at me and he said I'm so sorry, you know. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Um, and I said, take the TV, and I just like took the money, and I got in my car again, and um, my my boyfriend was in the passenger seat, and we're driving back, and I'm trying not to let this, you know, um, get to me because I had accomplished my goal. I sold the TV, and it was pretty close to what I wanted. But really, the issue was, Mike, to your point, that people like he was push, he like went over my boundaries more than once. And it just kept happening and happening and happening. And and I asked, I had to, I think the point, there's two points of the story. One, it's just funny and also it made me really angry, but I'm, I can laugh now. Um, but two, when I was able to share it with my boyfriend and like check myself, I asked him, am I being a pushover by like giving him the TV? Should I have just shut the trunk and driven away? Mm-hmm. Because part of me wanted to, like just for the principle of the thing to like sit, you know, hold to my values of like integrity. Um, and he said, you know, no, like you got, you just like wanted to get this done, just get it done. So I think, I think it's tough in those situations, especially when you're like spiraling and it's happening. Um, but for me, when I had someone to check, check myself with, it helped a lot, um, but I definitely understand what you mean and you, and it's so easy to go back and forth with yourself on am I, am I being true to myself versus
0: am I letting someone walk all over me? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think it's it's spot on because I've had numerous of occasions of the same thing. And it's at like, what point in time do you say, no, like that's, that's a little bit too much. Like, I think it comes down to like almost how much you care. And I think the other thing too, um, for you is of course the self-awareness piece in the car afterwards is, is huge. But like, where is that gap in between what you did and what you feel you quote unquote should have done? Like who, who holds that barometer? Who holds that metric? Like, how do we evaluate that and still make ourselves feel like good? And one of the things that, I, that I've kind of come to realize is to one, of course, not take yourselves too seriously, not judge yourself too much to where it hurts your mental being you know like every decision that i've made up until this point sitting at this place in my life i thought was the best decision i don't go with like i don't think anybody goes into a decision and says hey i think i'm gonna make the terrible decision this time like hey no they think they go with the decision that they think is right, right right and so if you thought it was right a year ago or five years ago you can't beat yourself up you can learn from it and say hey listen you know i wish things had been different or i'm going to take this particular learning and teaching away from it but i think we have to be really conscious to not judge ourselves overly about when those occurrences happen i mean am am i off am i off base or should like we dive more into it and try and like should you just be better and, you know, put a plan in place to say, hey, listen, I was a pushover the last time. I'm not going to do it again.
2: Yeah, I mean, Question all about. Is I was about like, shut the thing and then I take the TV back and then I still have to sell the damn TV. So, okay. right.
0: But do you feel good yes. because he you stood up for yourself? Me.
2: He messaged me later and he wanted the, uh, the user manual. And I was like, I sent him a link to like, let no. me Google that for you. Yes. I totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so my there's there's
3: value to having peace also right so i've had to learn that you can't fight every battle because you know and and, and also actually what i'm learning is not to get angry about stuff so i used to i used to really get angry in traffic um not quite <laughs> as bad as some people um that i've heard on the phone while they're in traffic um however i used to get really angry and like just every day on my way to work and at some point i was like you know uh what is this doing to like my blood pressure, you know, and how I feel about myself and the whole hour on my way to work, I'm miserable. But like, how does that set my day up? Um, And so I've just kind of learned you can't, even if you feel like you've lost the battle, it's not worth the fighting every battle, right? Like how how important is this gonna be in five years, right? Because our mental peace is so uh you know is so important to us and i think we forget that when we get all involved like kim you know if you kind of let that go it was like all right whatever you know i didn't get five bucks and it was a pain in the butt uh, but now it's like <laughs> you can laugh about it right you could have sat here yeah. and been miserable about it but um, at the end of the day your mental peace is so important you know so it's right. like, whatever <laughs> you know yeah. not important so yeah i think sometimes it's okay if you know whatever you put importance to I, i've seen people that are totally chill about stuff i'm like i wish i could be that way yeah. and mike uh, yeah. you're one of them <laughs> you know people, i
0: love it people have you know? told me that they're like does anything rattle your cage i was like the only thing that yeah. rattles my cage is me you know like <laughs> it, it's, it's really me it was like that's the yeah. only thing like i rattle my own cage because sometimes i hold myself to this you know the standard sometimes and i'm like i don't know why and so Over time, I've been, you know, slowly chipping away at what I think that is, and I've found myself getting better and a little bit more confident because, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I just don't care as much, you know, about, like, what my ideal self is because it, it doesn't exist, you know, so I can't care about it if I don't give it value, you know, which, ooh, that was... I got myself on that one um, <laughs> if, if I like don't give it value if I don't hold myself over myself in a way like, um, then I can live more freely you know and the peace is just literally if it doesn't have anything to do with like my family how I put food on the table or something like that like I don't really care about it um, yeah. it's, it's not for everybody I realize that but I think I get it from my parents like if you ever meet them you would think that they're monks because they just like their their version of a fight and this is a complete sidebar no their version of a fight is when my dad used to go to work he would mix um, like his coffee or he used to drink postum in the morning and sometimes he would have a second cup and so with the spoon sometimes when you lay it down the, the, the it, it dribbles and it rests on the counter Well, my mom would come out and she'd find the spoon and that little ring and she would be like, why didn't you just put it in the dishwasher? And my dad was like, well, sometimes I want a second cup. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. And they would talk literally in this voice. No shouting, no yelling, no nothing. It would be four sentences. And that was a fight. That was the existence of a fight in my house
3: wow. when I was growing
0: up. And it was it was bizarre. So when I come out in the real world and there's people like shouting that, like I don't know how to take that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't tell you, I'll tell you right now, I was like six years old and then, you know, I, I forgot I did something, but I was like, you don't have to yell at me. Just tell me calmly and everything's fine. Um, so anyway, enough of enough about, you know, my childhood. Um, so <laughs> it's just amazing. I want to meet your parents. Oh, they where. <laughs> They're a fun group they dress the same and all that kind of stuff. Now they're at that point,
3: they dress
1: the same. Uh, yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. Dad wears the pants, uh, with the flowers on it, mom wears the top. And yeah, it's yeah, they're those, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're extra cute. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> so, with that, like pivoting to looking at how we are and where we want to be how do our ambitions play into it how do we look at ourselves and say hey i'm okay with me but not take myself so seriously that i can't want better for myself
2: i was looking at a an article today of of the top 20 most i think powerful women currently and i was doing it for research for a webinar that i'm doing later this week and i noticed while i was reading through it i was looking for some names and when i was looking through it i kind of caught myself thinking i don't read stuff like this Um, i've never been into like celebrities or kind of like very powerful people and i kind of checked myself and said is it because i'm afraid of it like, I'm afraid that I'll never like get to that sort of level or is it because I don't care or is it, you know, like, am I just trying to be me or is it, if I look at that, is it too much of like wishing and wanting that type of thing? Um, but I have noticed personally that that's just something I don't do. And I wonder to myself, should I be looking at that, those type of people more like, should I be following um, you know, like a Sarah Blakely from Spanx. You know, she, she was from this area here in Tampa and is now a self-made, like, billionaire. Um, you know, should I be looking at those people more and trying to, like, not mimic them, but learn from them instead of just trying to pave my own way and, like, go through the trenches all on my own? You know, that type of thing. I don't know. Just thought i have been pondering. <laughs>
0: I think that's a good thought because with this whole idea prop thing, I've been looking at, you know, there's a there's a million podcasters talking about whatever they want to talk about out there. And of course you have the Tim Ferriss of the world that brings in like six figures from his podcast and has, you know, 1.3, whatever million followers. And I said, okay, do I build it like them? It's like, yeah. they couldn't probably build my stuff the way I do it. So I think what it kind of started to boil down for me was I think it really depends on what I'm trying to learn or the, I guess, the ambition criteria that I'm trying to achieve too, right? So if it's an actual trait or a task or a skill, then you can, then for me, it's like, okay, I'm looking to this person, obviously they've figured out that skill, right? So if I'm an ambition to be the best, uh, I don't know, let's just t- stick with the podcast, to be the best podcaster out there, but maybe, I'm terrible at audio editing. Well, let's actually learn that skill and follow people that are about audio editing, you know, and can and can do that. And I think that's helpful because you're you're learning. But I think when it comes to things that are a little bit more intrinsic, for example, the actual ambition itself, the drive, the how much, the when, the how. I think that's up to the person. Like because for me, like you can talk about uh, you know the whatchamacallit, the routines of building, you know, they wake up at three o'clock or four o'clock yeah. in the morning and they hit the gym. Yeah, no, I'm gonna sleep, thanks. Yeah. good. You know? It's so overdone. Um, it's, is,
2: it's am I so wrong good. to say that? It's so overdone, like the, what do you do when you wake up in the morning? I'm just like, oh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, is that bad? I don't
0: know. I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think you just have to be cognizant and i i mean i don't think self-awareness is the only thing but you have to be cognizant of like what works for you as far as like a timing perspective you know for ambition for me like waking up at that hour in the morning doesn't work for me however sometimes 1 30 in the morning yeah i am full blown like mind is racing 100 clicks a minute and i'm on it you know um
1: yeah, I think it's really subjective um, about how we each define that and there is no right way to define it it's what's meaningful to you and to go back to that um ted talk I watched yesterday she had a really great quote I'm going to share it with you guys if you don't mind but she was talking about the singer Joel scott and she was asking her she was getting ready to follow another very famous performer and she was asking her like are you nervous and um then she started talking about this concept of people who are just larger than life and they just emanate this light and this radiance and she said when we see these people we, inevitably, or sorry, we invariably call them larger than life how could you, you sorry how could you be larger than life life is large but most of us don't take up nearly the space the universe intended for us and so i was just thinking like what is the space the universe intended for me and am i Taking advantage of all that space, and I think the answer is no. Um, and so, like,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure it's no. Um, so, like, how can I define that space, and how can I like maximize my space and my influence, and how can I radiate light to those around me? So I just I'll open that.
0: Have you have you unpacked about how best to do that?
1: No, because I just watched Produ- this last night, and I knew. Oh, okay. I'd like, blow my socks, and I, you know, down some wormhole later tonight.
2: Um. <laughs> this is a good start, though. I feel like the repetition, you know, like sharing it now with the world, and also repeating it out loud. I feel like that's like a really good start to implementing. And now you shared it with us, so we can start doing something about it too.
0: Yeah, and I think that that truth that you talk about is huge. Because I know I do that in in my life, like. It, you know, if you say something enough, it kind of gets ingrained, right? Um, and not necessarily that I say it a lot, but anytime where I'm feeling, hey, is this something that I should be doing? Just like saying it out loud and voicing it, sometimes hearing it back to myself can kind of put a different perspective on how I'm interpreting that. I think Kim, one of the things that always sticks with me years down the road is the first time you said, is this the narrative that I'm telling myself? You know and like for me that was like mind-blowing because i was i had never comprehended even i've never heard those words in that fashion and so when it was said i was like that's really important because i think there's a lot of people that tell themselves this narrative about like you talk about taking up space being bigger being larger than life i think there's a big societal component too like you know, it's you know, you look on the media, whether it's social media or whatever, and everybody's got bigger houses in the U.S. and bigger cars and faster and you know, prettier spouses or whatever the case may be, and it's it's, it's difficult to not compare, right? Um, yeah. Even though at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, I do. I think, like Brittany said, it is subjective, right? Like, what do we all, what space do we want to take up in in the universe, right? Um, yeah. I know for me, it's my inner peace is more important, I think, than a lot of like being like large. Um, and so I, I kind of focus back in, you know, inward. Right. And so that's like key for me. Like, you know, is, is my head in the right place? Um, there's a there's a blogger that I follow, I follow a lot of the minimalists. So I'm mm. actually the other way. <laughs> and one of the things one person is always posting. What if all I ever wanted was a mediocre for life? right and so like what's wrong with just wanting like a peaceful life you know where you have what you need and you enjoy the things that you love you know um and you find some balance in that so i've been trying to sort of go back there because it's like what do we keep running what are we running towards right what is this thing we're running towards that it, there's no answer right we, it's it, it's infinite it could be infinite and we're always running right so i don't know that's an interesting question like how much of the universe do we want to fill
0: do you want to take up
3: <laughs> i'm thinking yeah, and, and yeah. of
0: course there's a generational component because if you ask some of the older oh, generations yeah. you know it was yeah. hey let me build a million dollar business yes. let me have four yachts six houses yes. the whole nine
3: mansion yeah nick
0: mansion yep. and i think the yeah Millennials are like, hey, I I value the experiences, right? You know, completely. Um, So I think you have to be, like you said, very subjective into, you know, what's meaningful to you. How do you want to live? And I think that in turn kind of focuses your own lens.
3: Yeah, yeah. Helps define that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: So I got some highlights here from from uh, from our talk, um, because I want to make sure that you guys get your your moments to shine here in a minute. So chime in with with what I have. So to recap some of the things that we really want to focus on in regards to um, just making sure that we're okay with our own a little bit content with our lives while still kind of focusing on a future that we can enjoy and have a consistent ambition is. Be okay with acknowledging that you're figuring it out, that you're on the path, that you don't know everything. um, And that will kind of de-stress things because then you won't judge yourself to that expectation. Lead with some curiosity. So whenever you're interacting with people and obtain that knowledge in a, a, what's the word? Non-threatening fashion. Be aware of the narrative for yourself, number one, that you're trying to tell yourself, and then also the narrative that others may be trying to tell you, or that your impression of yourself, just, I don't wanna say take an out-of-body experience, but you know, just be cognizant of that as you go through. Um, don't fight every battle with yourself or against yourself, and realize that it's okay to not have to win you know and then beat yourself up there and then the last part is in regards to the ambition portion of it you know you have to really focus on finding what's meaningful to you and how you want to live your life and the things that you find important of course a lot of people will say you know family and you know experiences and all that kind of stuff um but really breaking it down to how that applies to how you go about the decisions that you make did i miss anything there
2: I think I want to add one thing that I wasn't explicit about, but it's, I think a good tie into all this is, is don't go it alone. Um, <laughs> share with someone you trust or, you know, an accountability partner or, you know, your best friend or your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Um, I think we do better when we have connections. And and when we don't try to go it alone. Because I know for me when I try to go it alone, I just
0: get stuck in my own head. So Yeah. Well, I mean Idea Props tagline, ideas together are better than ideas alone. Just a small little That's plug right. there. But are um, <coughs> <You're> shameless. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. Completely shameless. Completely shameless. But one, one last quote that I gotta that I gotta add to that is I think it was from Gandhi or some unknown person, but they said the way that the reason why we hug is because that's the only time our heart actually knows that we're not alone. I know. You know, cause it actually can feel yeah. another heartbeat. And I was like, yeah. ooh, that gives me a little like goosebumps, but it's one of those like little maybe hallmark kind of moments or whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll have some fun. So wonderful. All right, now we are into um, one of my favorite parts of the show, which is our kind of co-creator segment. So, of course, I have three co-creators here. We have some wonderful new stuff. So I want to reach out to you guys and kind of see what's on your brain, if there's any anything that you kind of want to talk about, whether well, it's, you know, minimalism, a new book that you read, um, the fact that you got a new dog, whatever the case may be. So I will start off with Christina this time. What do you what do you got for us? <laughs> oh, I have
3: so many things. Um, I did get a new dog. Um, <laughs> he's a senior. Your dog um his mama passed away so it's really Aww. sad um so we're trying to take care of him uh, as best we can um what am i working on i'm trying to figure out sort of what's next for me so um you know i just uh, took on a new role a new job and uh what does that look like i always i'm always saying we're transforming right so uh what is sort of the next phase of my life look like and what just kind of defining what, what what do I want to do? What, what adventures do I want to take on? <laughs> um, so I'm in that place right now. Um, and also looking to really, um, I'm on the board of the Center for Women. Um, hmm. And I really want to figure out how to help girls and women um, feel more confident and kind of challenge them to do things that they're afraid of doing. I'm finding that we hold ourselves back a lot as women um, and that's sort of becoming like a repeated theme that I keep seeing and like, you know, um, I don't I don't hold myself back from much and so I kind of just really want to help encourage other women to just go for whatever it is that they're looking to do, you know. Um, and so I want to figure out how I can help, uh, help other girls and women with that. So it's kind of my what's in the, my short vision
0: for right now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantastic initiative. I think um, that's, that's really adding, because I think there's, that needs to happen a little bit more often. Um, I think people just don't they, they don't think about that, and especially in the times that we're going in now, where we have different ethnicities and genders and stuff trying to be vocal. I think it's really important now to especially give, I mean, we have a generation right now that's really pressing forward, to encourage that next generation, those like you're talking about, Kim, you know, 11, 12 year olds that are in that next to really be strong and be powerful in all different shapes and sizes. I know for me personally, it's kind of hitting home because I have a baby girl. So,
3: um,
0: I want her to have every single opportunity that she can have in the possible world that she can. So, um, I think it's really important. Actually with that, there is a, young girls only after school program that um my lady found that she was thinking about putting her older daughter in um that's really was helpful and it's just all girls and they teach them about all different kind of stages of life from i think it's like five to 15 or something like that um that's here locally in the tampa area and i mean i don't know what's happening with schools but that's a good that's a great thing that I could share with you yeah yeah
3: very good Look forward to that
0: Okay, Brittany, what you got?
1: Huh, what do I have? Um, well, <laughs> I would say that this has been an interesting, I don't know how many months it's been now, four months, five months, um, however long we've been in COVID. But uh, I mean, everyone on this call knows this, but um, about three weeks before COVID officially hit, um, there was a layoff, which I was affected by. And so I was really planning on taking that time to just leave corporate America and go travel in South America and figure it out. And um, that didn't go according to plan. And I actually ended up in the upper echelons of corporate America and finance. So I've been trying to wrap my head around all of this without having some kind of identity crisis. Um, So I think I've really been reflecting a lot because I have so much time and space to do all of that now. Um, So one of the things, one of the positive things that's come out of COVID, I think, is it's forced me to slow down. Like, I just don't have the option to be jet setting and like constantly distracting myself Um, and not even seeing my friends or not hugging them or just really alone. And so that's a hard thing, but it's also super productive in a way because I'm having to face things that I normally wouldn't. I normally choose to do all these fun things on a weekend. And now it's kind of like me defining how I'm going to exist in this current new reality that we have Um, in terms of my hobbies, like the things that I enjoy doing now um, outside are a bit different than they would have been previously. Um, my relationships I'm looking at very carefully like I just realized that life is so precious and our time is so valuable and so what I'm spending my time on needs to be so valuable and meaningful and the things that aren't I don't want them in my life and I don't think I've ever drawn such a hard line um, so that being said talking about boundaries and stuff I've been kind of reexamining like my relationships my friendships if I'm in these things just because I feel like it's an obligation from childhood where I'm surrounding myself with people who inspire me and who um, think similarly or dissimilarly, but who I'm getting new perspective around. So it's just been a really, I've never had another time in my life like this. It's not by choice, um, but it's just kind of how I'm choosing to focus my efforts and stay positive and grounded because it's a scary time and I think it would be easy to kind of lose sight of that um then fall into sadness or depression or helplessness so that's how i've been coping um but yeah just exploring and reflecting and um that's it for me
0: that's that's really good i think a lot of people have been doing the same thing i I know i have um and there's some times in which i can go into what i call hermit crab status where i might not leave the house for about three weeks well it's a long time right about now But I'm I'm happy for you to kind of recenter yourself a little bit. I think that's super important for a lot of people to kind of execute on right now. Just kind of focus. Kim, what you got? Yeah, I just want to kind of vibe off that a little
2: bit and say I I'm in the same boat as. Brit and mike and christine i'm sure you're feeling that way a little bit too um the way that we are all very i want to say like woke and we are you know introspective and like look inside ourselves that by no means means that we are perfect at this all the time and so it does especially at a time right now where like there's just total chaos in the world and we're trying to all make sense of it. I think there's just this wave happening um, individually. Me, I know for me, it's just up and down and I think maybe that's happening with y'all too. So um, for any listening and you're thinking like, wow, I really want to get to where these people are at, like mentally, uh, it's, it's not it's not a destination, it's just a journey and it's a thing that we always have, have to constantly work at. And so I'm also there with you guys um, and ladies, so. Anyway, um, what's on my mind is sort of that balance as well of this innate drive to want to help people with the work that I do with agility and, and helping people become more courageous. And I know that that's something we need, especially in this sort of mental health crisis that we're going through. However, also just trying to uh, keep myself in check and make sure that I'm I'm giving myself enough so that I can give to others, and that's just. It's harder than ever right now, and um, so that's kind of top of mind. But honestly, uh, events and moments like this, where I get to connect with people that I care about and enjoy, that helps a lot. And I don't, I don't get a lot of these. So, Mike, I appreciate this more than ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I think very you're very you, Yeah, like like you, like you hit it. Like take care of myself so I could take care of others. Like that's, a, I think that's a huge point that probably gets overlooked a lot is that you know in these times there's people that always want to take care of their families and they want to take care of these people that might be down their luck or these people that might have lost their job and you have to remember to kind of take care of your mental sanity as well mostly to make sure because you don't want to make sure that one of your life cups are empty because i think that's huge yeah well it's been my pleasure to you know kind of put this together and talk with everybody um really enjoyed it um, all the way through and through. I think you all all brought some really great perspectives. Um, as the show wraps up for our listeners out there, I want you to, uh, to really look inside yourself and really try and take this episode to heart. So that way you can kind of create a better self for, um, for you and your family. And to that note... Um, you can always follow us on all of our social media channels. So we're on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. You can find the LinkedIn posts out there. We have new audiograms coming out shortly. And there'll also be um, a new landing page for uh, where you can find us all on all the podcasts. You can also follow us at, oh, I'm sorry. Check out the website at www.ideapro.live And we will catch up with you next episode. So one thing that I want to talk about today for our invention of the week is the concept of electricity. Something that a lot of us probably take for granted. Um, however, six students in the Technological Institute of Monterey down in Mexico did not. And so they came up with a low cost solar lamps that are made out of mud, beans, even cactus slime, cooked it or baked it and it came out like clay. Then they added some LEDs and some solar panels on the top and created a light source that could be used in rural parts of Mexico. So this is allegedly going to help some 7 million Mexicans. And of course my idea prop brain kind of came into play here and I said, how could we really expand on this idea? And of course, the first inclination would be to get additional people involved with it. So you're talking remote villages in Indonesia, Sub-Saharan Africa, South America, all these places where maybe electricity hasn't become readily available to the masses. And these people might be able to use this to better their lives in a much quicker way than they normally would. So we're talking about things like Performing emergency medical care, maybe when it's getting dark. Enabling their children to be able to study longer, to be able to get a better education, to grow themselves out of that, um, out of poverty. Playing with family members for a longer period of time. Maybe they're able to use use that family time to build crafts that they might be able to sell at the market to better their economic standing. So all these things kind of came into play as a way to kind of Better humanity as a whole, and I thought I wanted to share that as a as my invention of the week from an idea improv. So I'll put, definitely put the link into the article into uh, into the description below. Thanks. Until next time.